Hey, it's Garbage Brain University. I'm Drew Toothpaste. I'm Natalie D. Today we're talking... Shrimps. The little guys. Yes, they little. says right in their name. Shrimpy. Shrimps. Love them. What do you think shrimps call us? I don't think they do. They probably, I think that shrimp are small enough that they probably don't don't even register us as being beings in their in their lives. Because first off, they spend most of their time in the water and we're not down there. Yeah. Right? And then once we catch a shrimp, we are so big compared to them and they are so disoriented. And I imagine that if you live underwater and you get taken out of the water, your eyeballs probably get all dried out. You can't see that good. And you're like, what's going on? And all you see is like movement and like you're in a net and then they <laughs> put you in a bucket of ice. I don't think that, I don't think that they, they register us at all. Yeah. I was just trying, I was thinking maybe they'd call us walk arounds. Walk arounds. They probably call us fatties since we call them shrimps. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good perspective. I just like to keep a good perspective. It's like, you know, you get a dog and you name your dog, and it's like the classic deep thought. What does what does your dog call you? Right. Because I mean, there's some companionship going on there, right? Right. So your dog obviously has like a. A familial relationship with you so your dog has a name for you i really wonder what it's like in the side of a dog's head because like the thing is with a dog is that you can have if you have a dog and you have like a good relationship with your dog your dog will be standing there in the room and you could look at him and you know what he's trying to tell you yeah and you could talk you can say something to your dog and you know that your dog understands what's what you're saying to them you can go into the room to do something and the dog expects that you're gonna be doing something else and you can see that the dog is disappointed right like dogs like Humans and dogs have evolved together in a way that is like so simpatico that it is like almost like being telepathic. Like it's like probably just a step or two below being telepathic. Well, so dogs also shaped the evolution of humans. Sure, right, right. I think we talked about that before, but I wonder like what is it like to think and to have expectations and to understand what is happening and to... Uh, anticipate things that are going to happen soon and to have desires and to have stuff that you dislike but not have a vocabulary for it. Do you think that dogs think in English even if they cannot verbalize in English or do you think that it is like more complex than that? Do you think they have like like a wider range of like emotions and it's just they think in emotions? I think the word think is maybe doing some heavy lifting right. there because I think cognitive processes are happening probably in a different way for a dog. I would doubt that dogs use spoken language and I would think that in general dogs do not have a deep understanding of abstract ideas but dogs can definitely like if you do the little cup and shell game dogs know where the ball is right if you do a little sleight of hand on a dog if you put a foam ball under some cups and you shuffle the cups the dog watches and then if you do sleight of hand and the ball's gone the dog's like what right right or you go to do the fetch and then you don't throw it oh yeah yeah the classic the classic dog psych out the whole motion with the ball and you just hold the ball instead of releasing it and the dog runs all the way down the yard and then you're like, the ball's right here, dumbass. Right, right. 
Well, so yeah, I mean, obviously shrimps do not have any, not even a shallow understanding, I don't think of maybe even the food chain. So what exactly is a shrimp? Uh, shrimp are decapod crustaceans with elongated bodies and a primarily swimming mode of locomotion. Decapod, 10 feet? Yes, yes. That's a good round number. Yeah, so they have more feet than, than spiders. I feel like... Uh, crabs are like spiders. They have spider numbers of feet. Well, crabs, lobsters, and shrimp are all crustaceans. I think spiders are arthropods, right? How many How many legs do lobsters have? 10. Lobsters, are, lobsters are also yeah. decapod crustaceans. Yeah. yeah. Do shrimps have claws? They can, yeah, uh-huh. So what you're saying is a shrimp is a lobster. Well, I think that they will. I think that they will move through the the process, like the life cycle of a shrimp. You think as a shrimp gets older, it turns into a lobster? Yeah, but in the middle, it's a larval stage where it's a crab. <laughs> it hops from one to the next, like a Pokemon. I like the idea that a, a shrimp in the course of its lifetime. Goes from a little hot dog guy, a little mini cocktail right. wiener. Right. And then its body rounds out and he becomes a crab and he scuttles. And then in his final form, his body elongates once more to become lobster. Right, right. That's why lobsters are so tough because they're old. <laughs> you have to get the babies. Shrimps are the veal of the sea. <laughs> you think so? Yeah, right. So, um, okay. So they, some people call them prawns. Uh, they have stock eyes and they're crustaceans. They have a long, narrow, muscular tail and long antenna. And they have little legs. Little skinny legs. They go, doo, 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 right? Yeah, little wispy legs. Yeah. Uh-huh. And any crustacean that looks like a shrimp, they will basically call it a shrimp. So I guess a lobster is a giant shrimp. It's a crawfish a shrimp? Beats me. It's all shrimps from here on out, baby. So they move around by flicking their tail, and so they get shot backwards. Oh, like a rowboat. Uh-huh. And unlike crabs and lobsters, they don't really use their legs for much aside from standing on stuff. Crabs and lobsters use their legs to walk with. Really? What do they do with their legs then? They just, that's when they use it to hold on to, like, perch. Oh, Okay. They want to stand on something. Okay. <laughs> These legs were made for standing around. Yeah, right, right. The shrimp neatly proves that your manager is wrong when he says, if you have time to lean, you have time to clean. This man right here was made to lean. He was not made to clean, my good man. Right. He was made to just, like, be a shrimp. I'm just trying to perch here with all ten of my legs, man. <laughs> So we don't even have 10 legs in our house. Even if all of our family formed like Voltron into a shrimp, it would be yeah, a sad yeah. shrimp indeed. Oh, no, it wouldn't be a sad. I think if we were to all, if all three of us were to form together, I think we would add a, a couple pairs of false legs and we'd be good. Right. But I mean, I don't know. It wouldn't be the same as having any legs. I was just thinking though, I was just thinking the shrimp, that's fine. But then I was thinking what we could do is we could just me and you, because we're more or less equal size, we could join right together and me and you could be a crab and we could each control one half of the body like the two-headed girl from Discovery Channel. Right, right. We would each have control over five of the crab's legs. Right. <laughs> 
and we could move side to side, and that would be easier to coordinate anyway. Right. I was just trying to think, like, if I had to be stuck to somebody, I, I imagine it would probably be you. You're, you're like, the one person who drives me nuts the absolute least of anybody. But, like, also, sometimes, like, we hold down opposite sides of the couch. I don't know how that would work. <laughs> I think to enjoy someone's company, you have to have the option. Right, right. I, we couldn't take. I couldn't take a bath because there's not enough room for yeah. both of us in there. Mm-mm. No, not unless we filled up the crab shell. Our our crab costume concept. Oh, oh, is that double as a bathtub? Well, it could. It's hard, and it provides protection against predators. <laughs> it's too late. Halloween next year. Right. Crab two K twenty two. Right. Crab the middle evolution of shrimp. Right. Pokemon? <laughs> I have been having, like, my my thing this, uh, I guess it's been for my whole life, but during the pandemic has gotten especially pronounced is what I refer to as tub life. Oh, yeah? Like, I really, I can sit in the tub basically for all time. I sleep in the bathtub. I sit there all fucking day long. I read books on books on books and books and books. Just sitting there in the bathtub. Play some video games in the bathtub. Hard to beat it. It's a I nice. I bring like a... multiple drinks in with me because I know I'm going to be there for a while. I get a nice big water and a couple pops. Get a snack. Yeah. In the tub. Stay in. Stay in the tub. Stay wet, baby. It's just like gummo. You could bring small spaghetti in there. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. <laughs> I actually have been like uh, wondering how much uh, magnesium salt you can put in a bathtub before you poison yourself accidentally. Do you put magnesium in it every time? Um. I put it in every time I get in the tub. Not every time I refill it, though. Because I do, I do not want to poison myself. <laughs> There's also sulfur in there. It's magnesium sulfate. <laughs> yeah, right. What do, you, what do you think is worse, the magnesium or the sulfur? I mean, I don't imagine either of them are particularly bad because I don't think there's a warning on the bag. And the magnesium and sulfur are both things that you have in your body anyway. Yeah. That's true. But I like having that water salty, salty, salty. I bet you if you lick me, I'm like lightly salty. Did you, have you rinsed, did you rinse off in clean water? Well, I have to get a part that was in the bath. I think your arm was out because you were oh, on your iPad. Do my back. Okay. Lick my back. Oh, it is. It's a little salty. It's a little salty. Just a bit. Like a shrimp. <laughs> That's what I'm bringing it back around. Like I'm in the tub all the time. Like what if I'm a shrimp? What if I'm the biggest shrimp ever who only has two legs? Maybe maybe shrimps have a TV show about how horrifying I am. <laughs> My two leg life. <laughs> so are shrimp in the ocean? They are adapted to a wide range of habitats, which to me means that they are probably in salt water or fresh water or brackish water. Um, they're primarily found feeding on the seafloor on most coasts and estuaries. So that's like brackish water, right? Yeah. And then there are also shrimps in rivers and lakes. And some of them dig underneath the sediment on the bottom of the water, right? Uh-huh. To escape from predators. And they live by themselves. They are solitary guys. Just a shrimp on his own in the big city. I think shrimp, I think if you get an animal that just eats crap just eats anything and it can just hide in the water for an indefinite period of time and it can just live by itself and it can just perch there right you you're just gonna have them everywhere right i i you know thinking about it though i guess 
they probably don't come up in shallow waters like in the ocean, like on the Jersey Shore. Yeah. I've never seen wild shrimp, I don't think. I've seen wild frogs and tadpoles and... Well, I think that we never really look at the bottom of the seafloor. Yeah, but I... Yeah. You need goggles and a snorkel. Well, I... Yeah, what I'm saying is the bottom of the seafloor is at ground level, right? When you go all the way out east and you're going, it's land, 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 you finally get to the end, and then the next step you take is in the water, well, that's the seafloor. Yeah, right, but I think that they would probably want to be a little deeper than, like, just where the waves lap up on the shore. The splash zone. The splash zone. They want to stay out of the splash zone, especially, like, in, like, uh, in, like Wildwood. <laughs> Like, Cape May, they're not trying to get stepped on by everyone on 4th of July vacation. They're out a little bit. They're out a little bit farther. Gotta stay out of the... Can't come up crawling up under the boardwalk. Right, right. And plus, they're wet boys. They don't like to be dry. If they if they creep too close to the edge, then the tide's gonna go out, and then you're gonna have a shrimp that's just like, oh, no, I'm dry. Right? I'm stuck. A dry shrimp is just... At that point, you're just flavoring. That's just fish food, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I have to, I mean, I have to make a confession. I've had some, I've had some good shrimp here and there. Overwhelmingly though, not a shrimp man. You know what my feelings are on shrimp is that I would say that 90% of people do not know how to cook shrimp. They are going to cook it too long. It's overcooked. And it is going to be like chewing on a bouncy ball from the quarter machine. That's really my, that's my complaint is the textural issue. People overcook them, but... If you find somewhere that makes shrimp properly and the shrimp is delicious, then it is like up there with my favorite foods. I fucking love shrimp. You know I love shrimp. We go to the Japanese restaurant by our house and you know what I get? I get shrimp appetizer and then I get shrimp. And so I just sit there and eat shrimp. I mean, I know that when the, sh- I know that when the shrimp are alive, that the whole, they're like all tail. Uh-huh. Like the whole thing is just that crappy stuff you try to not eat when you eat this shrimp. And then it's like the shrimp tail. But you try to get down in there and you're like, well, I'm not going to let half of the shrimp go to waste. And then you get that like shrimp fingernail in your mouth. <laughs> There's a technique. I have a technique for that. Imagine this. <laughs> it's a beautiful late July day. You're at the state fair. You've done your little dance with the Kroger ticket you had to go to Kroger and then you had to go to the state fair and you've done your little dance you've gotten into the state fair for four dollars what a bargain right and you walk and you get a corn dog and you're eating your corn dog and you know you get to the end of the corn dog there's the stick you hold the stick it's fine right Mm -hmm. but imagine at the end of the corn dog there's a corn tail And it's just like an old nasty fingernail. Yeah, but you like that corn dog so much that you need to get that last bite out of there. <laughs> you need to kind of crunch down on that on that corn nail and kind of get all the fried cornbread out of it without any of the fingernail of the corn dog going into your teeth. Yeah. Right. I'm pretty good at doing that. I would say one of my worst eating experiences ever was when we were in Greenwich Village. And this was quite a long time ago. But we were out and we were drinking and then we walked we walked around in Chinatown, right? Mm-hmm. Is that right? I think so. Uh-huh. And there were all of these bulk booths and I got a soft shell crab out and I ate it. It's like a dried. Shop. It was a dried soft shell crab. <laughs> uh-huh. 
and it was just <sighs> all chitin, baby. It was it was chitin, yeah, and that's I mean you can't be eating chitin, and I don't know. Maybe it was a cooking ingredient. Maybe it was supposed to be traditional medicine. <laughs> you just popped I don't it right know. in your mouth. That's my boy. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Now, in retrospect, it's rude just because, you know, it's a store. I'm sure it was like one penny worth of crab. I wouldn't just reach around in anybody's bulk bin now. But I was younger, and I was just trying to live my life. Yeah. How old were we back then? We were not very old. Uh, Like 25, 26, something like that. Oh, I thought we were younger than that. <laughs> Sorry. We're old now. Well... <laughs> But you know, you know not to get an entire crab and all the chitin and all the crab nail in your mouth and just well, chew it Well, I knew it back then. I then... knew it back then because that's why I told you to do it instead of me doing it. It's like, Andy will put anything into his mouth. Oh, God. I'm like, I have so many food aversions and stuff. Like, there are so many foods that I just don't like. But I don't want... It is such a problem. It is so hard for me to explain to people who do not have this problem. But it's like... You have hands to touch things, right? Yeah. And you could touch whatever, right? Sure. And as long as it's not fire or like the wrong end of a knife, it's fine. Yeah. Right? So you could feel free to explore the world. Some things you'll touch and it's not that cool. Some things you'll touch and be like, oh, baby, right? Same thing with your eyeballs. You could you could look at anything. You can use them exactly what it's for. You can look, look at whatever you want. Some things you might look at it and be like, eh, not into it, right? Sure. But you can still look at it and it's fine. I feel like so betrayed by my body that I have like these food aversions because in my head, I feel like I should be able to put whatever I want in my mouth. And if I don't like it, it's not a big deal. Right. But what happens when I eat something and I don't like it or like the texture is wrong, it makes me dry heave. And it is like really unfortunate personality trait, I think. It's not even a personality trait because it doesn't, I mean... If it was a personality trait, I could work on fixing it. It's not a personality trait. It's like a uh, physical reaction. It's something it's... that is like I was miswired somehow. I hate it. I hate it so much. But I feel betrayed. Like 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 having a sensory organ that will only sense certain things. Other than that, it's just going to cause you problems. Like but anyway, like throwing up if you see the color blue. Right, right. It's like if you ever see blue, it makes you dry heave. Like, what are you supposed to do with that? <laughs> But anyways, the point of that is, is that my boy Andy will put anything in his mouth. And so whenever I feel like I need to explore the world of flavor, I use his mouth for it. <laughs> so I'll be like, Andy, why don't you try that? Why don't you put that in your mouth and tell me what it's like? Yeah, I, I will eat basically any. And any sometimes, kind of he'll, sometimes you'll put something in your mouth. You'll be like, hey, you should try it. It's pretty good. And I'll be like, okay. And I'll be like, Or sometimes it's okay. And I'm like, I just learned a new food that doesn't make me leave. This is great. Thank you. <laughs> now, this is great. This is like a corn dog with a fingernail on the end. Right. <laughs> but you like shrimp. That's like really shrimp, that's yeah. really interesting because texturally shrimp is, is so often not good. Right. I you know what textures I don't like. I don't like textures that are similar to like pickles. Like the pickle texture that's kind of floppy. Yeah. 
And I don't like crunchy, yeah. crunchy but floppy. I don't know? like the texture like when you cook vegetables and they start like releasing water and stuff and they get soft. I don't like cooked vegetables. That is a texture that really grosses me out. Like I like a couple of my like spinach and some other stuff like that, but like I so I I'm not into it, right? It just bugs me out. But shrimp doesn't bother me. Most meat doesn't bother me. Leafy greens don't bother me. Seafood doesn't bother me. Mussels, I don't like mussels. The texture of mussels is kind of gross. But obviously carbs don't bother me. I haven't I haven't met a carb I don't like. <laughs> so what's up with shrimp? So they're an important part of the food chain. As you might expect, they're probably at the very bottom. So do fish eat shrimp? Yeah, fish eat shrimp. So an, an interesting way to look at the food chain that I didn't really think about until relatively recently is that a lot of spots in the food chain are about taking organic materials and nutrients that you can't consume and can't process higher up the food chain and letting something else do the work for you. Right, right. Like we cannot, we could not go out into a cornfield and eat the silage. We couldn't go eat the leaves and the and the stems of the corn plants, right? Right. right. But cows can eat that. Right, because they have four stomachs. Yeah, they're ruminants, and so you can do that. You can eat the cow. You can also take all of the corn silage that you're not using, and you compost it. So you use bacteria, maybe a little fungus, to break it down. And then that turns it into soil, and then those nutrients are available to whatever you plant. Right. You put the compost on it, the plants get the nutrients back out, so you use the part of the corn you can't use to get more of the corn that you can. Yeah, right, right. So it's quite possible that shrimps go around sucking up all the, what do they eat, like plankton and stuff? Yeah, bullshit, little bullshits. Little pieces of rotting crap? Little pieces, pieces of crap, yeah. I mean, and you can, if you have a shrimp, you can put a shrimp in a fish tank and it kind of goes around and cleans your fish tank up. Right. right? Yeah. I don't think you necessarily even have to feed them very much. They just eat whatever the fishes fuck up with. So like all the little rotten old pieces of fish food and then the fish turds, the shrimp's like, mmm. Do, do, do fish eat shrimp turds? Fish? No, turds? Shrimps? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> do shrimps eat fish turds? That's what I meant to ask. <laughs> Sorry. Guys, I don't know. I, ha- I have no... I have no idea, really. Should I go? I'm, I'm going to look it up. I feel like I need to look it up. I bet that shrimp would eat the f- shrimp would eat fish turds, probably. Do shrimp eat fish turds? Try fish feces. Yeah, there's like multiple videos that said sh- that say shrimp eat fish poop. Yeah. Uh huh. I figured they would. Yeah. They're like the garbage man of the sea. That's what it says. They will eat worms and other dead shrimp they will eat scraps and algae and the fish poop see the thing i i like the idea of saying it's the garbage man of the sea because i think in our society in general people are like garbage man like that's bad Uh you go around you pick up the trash that's bad that's the worst that's 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 the the worst job that's the most important job because if it wasn't for them we'd have shit everywhere right Right. Sanitation workers are like the fixers. Right. If you ever see pictures of somewhere where the sanitation workers are on strike or they're not like picking up the trash and doing the stuff they normally do, it immediately turns into like a shit dystopia. And it's like shocking. It's shocking to see. Every, Every road is just lined with rotting garbage. Right. 
Because people don't fucking stem their usage. They're like, oh, sanitation workers are striking. That's a bummer. And then they just keep on throwing stuff away. Huh, they want better pay and they want to be treated better? Well, I'll just create a huge mess for them to clean up when they're tired of asking to get paid right. Right. And then and then you're like, well, why do I live in a shit garbage can? Well, guess what, bitch? <laughs> guess what? I think I'll just go down to the local market and ask for some fresh vegetables to be wrapped in a single piece of butcher paper. <laughs> No waste for me, please. <laughs> oh man, I wish that you could do that. I wish that I wish that there was anywhere where you can go where everything was wrapped in paper and all of the other stuff was in glass containers. I would shop there all the time. It would be my favorite place to shop. I hate plastic shit so much. I like to. I mean, you know, I was just thinking about the crab thing. I th- I think that it's not a rule, and I I mean I made it up in my head, which is probably valid. Sure. <laughs> you can have a rule that you made up, and then if somebody else doesn't know, they should have asked you. Right. All rules are made up, really. Think Norm- about it. Normalize asking me how I would run your store. <laughs> right. right. But I think, look at the palm of your hand. Now, the the palm of your hand, the size of a deck of cards. About a, a decameter across. A, a small, yeah, yeah, a, a small radio-controlled car, perhaps. Look at my hand. It's narrower than yours is. Yeah, it is. What I'm saying is if you cup your hand, then it it doesn't really hold that much. If you cup your hand, it doesn't hold a cup. It doesn't hold a, the measure of a cup. Maybe a, a half or a third of a cup, depending on how you have all your fingers lined up and angled. I'm pretty good at holding well, stuff. Well, I think, I think that should be sample size. Just sample size. You hold your hand out into the air and you turn you do no you're scooping you're making a motion of scooping into the bulk bin with your hand yeah i was i was thinking hold it under the dump chute and then you just pull it out for a couple seconds just to get a few little nuts or whatever i think that's totally fine nobody has ever told me to not eat out of the bulk bin right and employees have seen me eat out of the bulk bin. Well, at our grocery store, they have those little Dixie cups where you're, they're like, go ahead and give it a try, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they do. But that's, that's so silly. Who am I fooling? Who do I think I am? I'm going to put my free food in a little paper and then I'm going to throw the paper. It's that a plastic is... Dixie cup. So of course you're going to use your hand because oh. you love the world. That is so disrespectful to everything. Right. Would you like a little bit of tr- plastic garbage with your cashew sample, you bitch? Have you ever heard of carbon sequestration? Yes. Carbon sequestration is taking carbon dioxide out of the air and sequestering it so it's not in the air, separating it from the air and then releasing the uh, nitrogen and oxygen uh-huh. back back into the air. Right. It just floats away. <laughs> But one of the ways you can do it is you can take all that carbon dioxide and you can make that into plastic and you can bury the plastic. Did you know that? That's what it, the, you, you turn the carbon dioxide into more plastic? I mean, it's one way you can do it. What's the other way? Yeah. You make a lot of pop. Oh, that's a good one. Then when you burp it up, it's just back in the, back in the environment again, though, isn't it? Yeah. Th- Where you that's fart it out and it's methane. Job creation. <laughs> that's what it sounds like. That. Yep. <laughs> Did you know that shrimp live up to seven years? 
That's a long time to be a shrimp. No. They're all they're like little bugs. That is surprising. They are little like little bugs. They're like wet bugs. Because that's what crabs are. Crabs are wet bugs and lobsters are wet bugs. If you saw a dry ass crab that lived like not in the water and he was just like in your basement, you'd be like, what the fuck, that fucking horrible bug. And I would make you kill it. Yeah. But if we were at Wildwood, my only reference point for the ocean, if we saw a crab, we'd be like, look at the crab. He has, he has a condom on. <laughs> <laughs> I just... I just thought of something that would be an an incredible bit is anytime you see a dog in the ocean is to be like, look at that crab. <laughs> look at that crab. Uh, there is a there's a park over here. I've already discussed the park on this. I've already burned the people in the park for letting their dogs and kids play in the sewage water that you can smell as you're driving in. Right. <laughs> Some people fish in it. <sighs> yeah, they do. <laughs> I was like seeing people fishing off the side of the of the road. It is like a route where the speed limit is like 50 miles per hour or some shit like that. And there are like little pull-offs that are like eight feet wide. And people will stand on the side of this 50 mile per hour road, like so close to cars that they could probably reach out and touch them. And they will just fish in the shit water. And like, I'm surprised no one has ever got killed fishing over there. <laughs> They probably have. They would just say... So-and-so got hit by a car on Riverside Drive. Struck by a car. Yeah. They wouldn't say anything about him fishing on the fucking berm or whatever you want to call it. I feel like when you get out and you go up to the edge of the water, you can smell it. I mean, it's not... Smells like bad fish. Yeah, it's just there's spillways and stuff like that. It's not really a natural setup. I don't know that you want to eat what you pull out of there. I wonder if you could pull stuff out of there and then I keep it in a bucket of, like, clean water for a while. Oh, yeah, well, that's what you're supposed to do. Is it? When you get catfish or crabs, yeah, when you get crabs, you put them in a bucket of cornmeal. When you get catfish, you just put them in, like, some clean water for a few days. Yeah. Just let them flush out. Yeah, I remember some some horrifying moments in my childhood where people would be going fishing and they would go get catfish. And catfish is the best if you're going fishing. And the method of cleaning catfish always involved nailing the catfish's head to a board because it's, like, so hard to get the skin off. And then peeling the, the catfish while it was nailed to the board. And I remember just being, like, in third or fourth grade and watching someone do that shit and being like, this is fucking awful. Yeah, it's pretty disgusting. But the fish is so good. Catfish is excellent. I'd have some... I would have some catfish tomorrow if you wanted to get some. <laughs> I like... I like catfish. The thing is, is that animals like that are going around and they're they're picking up all the crap in the river. Uh-huh. They're shucking around in the damn mud. Right. Mud they're cleaning They're cleaning the river up. Right. If you don't think about how much they shit. <laughs> well, fish shit is like organic. It's just going to make the river better. Well, and the shrimp are... See, the shrimp are going to eat it. The yeah. shrimp are tying this all together. The problem is all the natty ice cans and all the human shit in there. <laughs> old nikes <laughs> yeah, there ab- absolutely is human waste runoff in there yeah i got some human waste runoff for you baby wink I, d- I don't think that's for me <laughs> i think that's oh yeah it is <laughs> i think your human waste runoff is between you and that hungry toilet <laughs> licking his lips and burping. 
It's like a shrimp. <laughs> shrimp doing carbon sequestration. <laughs> That's how you say it. Suck carbon sequestration. Carbon sucking. Carbon sequestration. <laughs> Sequestrin. <laughs> Can't it's do a words carbon equestrian <laughs> carbon equestrian that's what the shrimps do and then they burp it right back into the environment so they're useful they're useless at that they have to just stick to eating shit anyway so um like i said they are all over they're off the coast of most coasts and in estuaries rivers lakes there are tons of species of them and they're adapted to almost any habitat. Most of them are like in the ocean, but a quarter of the shrimps are freshwater shrimps. Oh, okay. So they have been found up to 16,000 feet under the ocean and they are in the tropics and in the polar regions. And there are two species that are semi-terrestrial and they will come up and like live on land in mangroves okay using their 10 legs to perch on an above water mangrove instead of in a underwater rock right they'll come up a little bit right so what about shrimp behavior what do you know about them Uh, absolutely nothing they what do shrimp do all day they just chill out man they sit around eat shit they flex their tail they shoot themselves backwards um they have symbiotic relationships with other animals in the sea um and help clear them of ectoparasites and they just fucking shrimp around man i don't know like these guys they're they're not big thinkers is what i'm saying they don't have like communications or like communication skills they're like very like the hermit of the sea they would be like hermit crabs if they had a little house but they're like homeless hermit crabs so they're just like little bots. Yeah, right. They will kind of team up together, like in breeding season, and like come into like a large group of shrimps so they can mingle and then have more shrimp. But aside from that, they are like hamsters or like something like lives by itself. Just like just one little guy in the water just eating shit. <laughs> like he doesn't it's not anyone's business little solitary guy <laughs> so they have um bristly legs right and they'll scrape shit off of rocks with their little leg okay. bristles yeah. and then they'll lick it up right and so they're filter feeders but they use their leg filters okay okay instead of using like baleen in yeah. a whale's mouth or yeah. something huh? yeah so they squish, 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 scrape it off so they kind of pick it up like a feather duster and then and they then they lick it up yeah <laughs> like that oh uh, it sounds so much just like when i was scooping into the bulk bin remember yeah yeah <laughs> Like that. I didn't know shrimp sounded like that. That's they really, do. it's really cute. Yeah, they do. They sound just like that. Some of them will cannibalize other shrimp if there's not a lot of food available. And But the real story is that everything else eats shrimp. Uh, other fish, seabirds, and parasites, and anything that can get their hands on a shrimp, they're about to eat it. Yeah, because that thing's full of shrimp. Mm-hmm. But if, if a shrimp manages to stay away from all the stuff that eats shrimp, it could live seven years. That is truly a long time to be a little invertebrate. Yeah. Decapod. Yeah. I mean, but it's a, it's an easy life, man. He he just he just like lives in the water and stays wet, and scrapes stuff off with his little bristle arms and blah, 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 and then he like meets up with the other shrimp once a year to get boned, and then back in the fucking water, back to eating shit, man. It's like a good. It's a good life if you can if you can get it. Because if you if you rider, like yeah. if you like the taste of shit, you couldn't beat that life. <laughs> <laughs>
If you like living at the bottom of the ocean and eating shit all day, being a shrimp could be right for you. I think, honestly, I, I've mentioned this many times, but often... I'm pretty convinced that just about any other organism on Earth would probably be better to live as than a human being. Like, a worm likes eating dirt and pooping out dirt. It likes it. That's its favorite thing. So you can't pity a worm. A worm's having a fine time. A dog? A dog is just doing dog shit, man. He doesn't, have to do, he doesn't have to pay to live in your house. You have to pay to live in your house. Yeah. Right? He doesn't have to go to work. Dog feet. He just sits yeah. in your house. He sits in your house without paying rent all day long while you look forward to like, going home and playing with your dog. Yeah. What a little asshole. Right. <laughs> We're the only ones. We're the only ones, man, who have to fucking slave away, have to fucking pay to live in this shithole, and still have fucking no control over it. Shrimp don't even want control. All they want to do is to flop around and eat shit. And they get it every day. And sometimes they get eaten. But you know what I was reading? This might be totally wrong. I was reading about this idea that, you know, if you're a prey animal and you're going to get eaten by a predator animal, like, allegedly, it doesn't hurt that bad. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's no... (laughs) You know what I think is... I think people worry way too much about what they're going to do at the end of their life. And I think people worry way too much about like saving for retirement. I mean, I don't I don't know. Maybe I'm biased because I haven't really saved for retirement. I think people worry way too much about it, though. You know why? Because think about this. So stuff you did when you were a kid, you remember that your whole life. You have that experience for your whole life, right? Uh-huh. Stuff you did when you were 20, well, you can remember that stuff for a while into your adulthood until you're old. Stuff you did in the middle of your life, right? Uh-huh. 40s, 50s. You got the, you got a lifespan on that stuff. You still got a healthy number of years to kick back and think about that kind of stuff, right? Mhm. But don't worry about what's going to happen when you're 80. You have a very limited time to work with that. Right. Those memories are not going to haunt you for long. No, no, no. You know what? When you're 80, you're going to sit there with your back's going to hurt. You're going to watch some game shows and then you're going to go to sleep one night and not wake up. (laughs) I feel like people have regrets. Right. Uh-huh. People have regrets over what they did and people like to look back and imagine that they could have done something else. Well, really, if you front load your life with a bunch of great shit, number one, you don't know how long you're going to live. And so if you just assume that after you're 60, then you're just going to wait until then to do all your fun stuff. Like You might be disappointed. That might not come around, and then it's not going to hit the same. Right. So you need to front load that sucker. Right. And as far as being eaten by a predator, that's the last thing you'll experience. If it does hurt real bad, what are you going to do? You're not even going to have time to remember it. Right, right. I think if you're talking about something happening that is really bad for you and painful and existentially tinged, such as being eaten by a larger animal. It's best for that to happen at the end of your life. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to go unravel your trauma later. (laughs) Yeah, right. Just have your trauma at the end of your life. If you're going to have a bunch of years 
where you don't have any money and you're real sick and you don't feel good and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Have that at the end. You might not even get there. Your whole life might be great. Right. You might not even get to that point. I think the shrimp's got it right, baby. Right. Death comes for us all. There's no reason to... Just chill your whole fucking life. Chill out in the mangrove. Maybe walk up on land. Get a taste of that fresh air. It's not for you. Go back, rub some shit on your legs, and lick it off. (laughs) One day a fish eats you, and before you even know what's happening, you're gone. It's on to the next thing, baby. Yep. Fish gets you, and then guess what? Now you're frog. You hop back on that wheel. Yeah. It just, just like I said about Chrissy Teigen the other day when we were talking about her. You know, whenever that big hammer comes to hit that anvil for her, you know, it's going to be a snap of a finger. It might feel like a thousand years. It might feel like a second. But sooner or later, she's going to be a dung beetle in the desert rolling up a ball of shit to eat. But you know what? Honestly, it's probably more satisfying. Just peace. Maybe. And there's, and there's always poop to eat. If you're a poop eater, like, you're never going to be hungry. And you're going to love the taste of poop. God, that's really something to think about it, isn't it? If, if you like eating shit, you're never going to go hungry. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to me, like, the life of a dung beetle, like, like you like the taste of shit. It's everywhere. Like, camel takes a crap, and then you get some poop from it, and you bring it back to your hole, and you just sit there, and you chill out in the sand. You get your moisture from your poop, and you don't even <laughs> need to find a drink. And... You just lay there and you wait to you wait for someone to come and fuck you and then you lay nine thousand eggs and then you eat some more poop and that's all you do, man. <laughs> I mean, are you, are you trying to escape the cycle of samsara? I mean, are I'm, you, I'm here. It sounds like you're trying to go back for another ride. I thought you were trying to become enlightened, and you're you've got an awfully sunny outlook on I the, have a, on I, the you know dung what? beetle game. I don't care what I I ideally I would reach enlightenment, but you know what? I would not be disappointed if if I had to come back. If I came back not as a human being. <laughs> I would be fine with that because if I have to come back and I have to be reborn onto planet Earth in like 2098, no, thank you. I don't want to be here for that. (laughs) Do you want to be here for that? (laughs) Do you want to come back here in 2098 and see what it's like? So you know, sometimes you just wanna you wanna drag on that scroll bar until you get to a point where something better's happening. Right. What I'm saying is like 2098. I I don't want to come back then. But if I could be like a bat or like a bird or a plant or a fish, mm-hmm. like I mean, I I can escape much of what will be in store for us. <laughs> a bird can fly away, man. Yeah. <laughs> And you know what? You're not even going to observe. You're just going to do your thing. You're not going to be concerned with the affairs of humans. You might hear distant explosions. Who knows what that is? I'm hungry. Let's find some shit. Right. I'm like, I'm just going back into the ocean. It's like, I don't give a shit what they're doing up there. I'm going to go be a jellyfish. I hear I'm immortal. I'm going to go see if that happens. I'm going to go be a jellyfish and you cut me in two and now you got two jellyfishes. What the fuck? Good job, dumbass. Right. They don't have any worries. I'm not worried about any of the shit that those those fatty walkers up there are doing. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things I wanted to learn about, about the shrimp was that my favorite shrimp is the long shrimp. 
The long shrimp that looks like a shrimp stick. The tempura shrimp. Yeah. Temp- I've also had like the panko encrusted shrimp cutlet that is the same style. That is when they put the panko and they give it with the tonkatsu sauce. Yeah. Well, I wanted to know is how they do those. And it was anticlimactic when I learned that all they do is they take a shrimp and then they put a bunch of cuts down the length of the shrimp and then they lay it out flat. That's all they do. They just kind of like weaken its structural integrity yeah. and then just kind of stretch it and out. And press it down onto the surface to make it flat. That is the least fancy trick they could have. I think that really contributes to you having a shrimp that is not tough though. It's easier yeah. to cook and it is like always good. It's just like cube steak where they punch a bunch of holes into it to kind of loosen the fibers up. I imagine you do that to a shrimp. Of course... Then a guy has to sit there with a knife making little tiny cuts on a shrimp and spreading it out. <laughs> right. And then, you know, when I go to the Japanese restaurant, I could eat about 9,000 shrimp. That's a lot of work yeah, for that is. guy. Yeah. Sorry, guy. I'm just here for the shrimps. <laughs> Did you know that every year in America, we eat a billion pounds of shrimp? That's crazy to me. That is a lot of shrimp. That's a lot of shrimp. In an average year, I eat zero pounds of shrimp. I want to hear, I if you're on our Discord, of course, if you're not, it's patreon.com slash garbagebrainuniversity. Hop in there, join our Discord. But I, I want to hear, shout out in the Discord, how much shrimp do you eat? Do you think you eat, what, five, five pounds of shrimp a year? Because little tiny kids are not eating shrimp. Right, right. And there's uh, 328 million Americans, something like that. Uh-huh. That's like three pounds of shrimp per person per year. Right. That's a lot. It just seems like a lot. <laughs> it seems like a lot. Like I, when I eat, when, like I said, when I go to the restaurant, I will get shrimp and shrimp. But I don't, I only get shrimp from certain places. And the place with the good shrimp is expensive. So I don't go there every day. It's like very much a once in a while treat. I feel like shrimp cocktail is like a treat of the 80s. I don't feel you, like you go around and they have shrimp cocktail anymore. Right. Not Who's that eating that... all that shrimp? Maybe they get a little red lobster. Oh, isn't it sometimes shrimp fest there? Shrimp fest. So there's a local place. A buddy of mine uh, lived down close to this. There's a local place and it's called Shrimp Lips. <laughs> I've heard of Shrimp Lips. What's there? It is just a little food truck, but the guy who runs it has a social media presence that's, like, really extreme. (laughs) But also, so my buddy would occasionally post, he'd be like, oh, look at the update from Shrimp Lips. But every time I saw it, I thought it said Shrimp Limps. (laughs) Shrimp Limps. (laughs) I think he's having a hard time. Just give him some time and he'll make it there. Shrimp Limps. (laughs) What do they have there? What kind of food? It's like, uh, I think it's like seafood, boil, po'boys, maybe, something like that. Some kind of combination of fried food and seafood and stuff oh, like that. Oh, that's a good combo. I do like seafood. That's uh, that's one of the things I miss about the pandemic is because I don't, I don't trust the seafood at the grocery store that much because I can smell it. If I can smell it when I'm standing at the grocery store, I, I don't think it's good seafood, right? And so I don't, I don't make seafood myself very often. I, I only really get seafood when I go out, and we don't go to restaurants that much anymore. Yeah, you guys kind of screwed the pooch on that. I went to, I've gone to a restaurant once in the last two years. Yeah. 
And that was for a funeral, so it wasn't even that great. No, it was the closed back room of a restaurant for a funeral. <laughs> right. It was like it was like not a great restaurant either. It was like a glorified Perkins. And I had like I don't even remember something it was French a, fries. It was a perky Perkins. It was all right. It, it wasn't my choice for my only restaurant trip in two years. I would have I would have liked to have been wined and dined. <laughs> I would have liked a little cocktail. You you wanted like an omega experience. Yeah, you right. wanted to I wanted have legs. the peak sensory input uh-huh. right before the fish chomps its jaws down on your little shrimp head. Right. I wanted like the guy with the little thinger that comes around and scrapes all the crumbs off the table. I mean, if I if I I'm only going to the restaurant once in two years. I mean, I want it to be good. It was I that was not where I would picked. But what are you gonna do? <laughs> Did you know that April 29th is National Shrimp Scampi Day? No, I don't think I've ever had shrimp scampi. Shrimp scampi was my grandmother's favorite food. What makes it scampi? You cook them and you put them in a little dish, and it's like a little dish, and it has like melted butter. And parsley or some kind of herbs or something like that. And maybe there's some garlic in it. And it's just like the shrimps. See, I think parsley is such an important part of food. And I think that parsley is very chronically overrated. I had this idea because I was growing all this parsley. Well, I still have a ton of parsley growing. But for a while, I was obsessed and I thought, I'm going to make parsley soup. I thought this is going to be great because I've got all this parsley, right? Uh If you go to the store and buy parsley, I mean, it's not expensive. But if you're going to get cups and cups of it to, like, blend up, to, like, shred up and blend up into soup, right? Mm-hmm. It costs you a lot. So anyway, I was like, I'm, I could just grow this parsley, and uh, then I could I could turn it into soup. And then I realized that there's a, there's a compound in it that's incredibly bad for you. It's like a pro-hormone or something like that. Yeah, right. And uh, if you eat a lot of parsley, it will give you a spontaneous abortion. Right. Uh-huh. I knew that already. So it's like a probably not a great thing to like have as a cuisine is parsley soup. Something that is something that interferes with your hormonal system in your body to the extent that it would interrupt your reproductive system. Yeah, and yet we microwave our food in plastic. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> I'm so I'm talking about the global we. Everyone's putting something in their microwave and some plastic. I take that plastic is so nasty. What I do is I've got a stack of fresh styrofoam containers. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Put it right in there. Heat it up. And the plastic, that plastic just gets hot. It gets hot. It gets soft. You can't tell, right? Uh You can't tell how hot it is. The styrofoam. When you hit that point where your food's ready to go, the styrofoam melts. Right, and it disappears, and it's not causing you any problems anymore. Yeah, it's just it's just gone. <laughs> it's just gone, baby. Uh, did you know that May 9th is shrimp day? So they <laughs> have shrimp has two days. Yes, bitch. So like one day is for scampi, and one day is just for shrimp. Scampi has its own holiday. That butter must be transformative. Well, I just looked it up. Okay, so it's shrimp scampi is butter, garlic, white wine. Oh. And a little Parmesan cheese. Okay. Okay. I could see that. And parsley. She would always make it for Christmas. So that I always think good. I always think it's a Christmas thing. That's when you eat the shrimp scampi. Maybe been a local thing. We never ate shrimp on Christmas. I think it was a feast of the seven fishes thing. Yeah. Never. Yeah, we never did that. Uh, 
I've not done it because I like again I don't trust myself to buy seafood and also we have like a very small family even when we have our family come over for holidays and I'm not going to make seven entrees. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, did you know that every shrimp is born male and then they turn into females as they get older? No, I had no idea. So every shrimp is a male and a female if it lives long enough. I guess so. I guess so. And then a crab, and then a lobster, and then what? What comes after lobster? Or is that just the final... That's the final form. After lobster, is is like a whale. Lobster scampi. (laughs) Man, that'd be a fucking big scampi, maybe. You have to, like, when you do a scampi, you have to arrange it in the bowl, right? Yeah, not in the dish, right? I don't know. I've never... I don't think I've ever seen it. (laughs) Shrimp scampi. Show me what it is. Okay, it just looks like... It looks like... I'm going to show you how you're supposed to do it. Um, I thought it was pasta. You're supposed to... This is how I always see it. You kind of stack them around, right? Oh, so it's just a dish of melted butter with shrimp in it? That would be all right. But you you could put it over pasta. Sometimes you put it over, like, angel hair pasta or something like that. But I've always seen it, like, in a dish with all the shrimps arranged in the dish. And then you eat them. You know what I would rather have than shrimp scampi on pasta is linguine with clams i think that has the same vibe only is way better save yeah, save clam- the shrimps for the japanese restaurant clams are a, are a top tier seafood linguine and clams is probably my favorite pasta dish i love it so did you know that uh there are 16 different life stages for shrimp between eggs to lobsters no they start off an egg a larva a pupa a shrimp a crab a lobster. Mega lobster. Mega lobster. <laughs> Mega lobster EX. <laughs> Mega lobster EX. Lo- lob whale. <laughs> yeah. Whalester. <laughs> <laughs> That's ten. <laughs> There's six more in between. Those are all the six one the six more that are in between are like puberties. Like in between all the different phases. So when you go to eat shrimp, you have to kill like a hundred animals. Sixteen animals usually when I go to the restaurant. <laughs> just sixteen animals, yeah. It's just a little individual animal. That's kind of fucked up. I mean, it's also fine. I mean, they're garbage eaters. I feel like if you're going to eat animals, like eating garbage eaters that have like thousands and thousands of babies, that's probably the way to go. That's like similar to eating bugs. Everyone always tries to say that the future of like living in a ecologically sound environment like in it if we want to be able to eat meat it's gonna have to be bugs right shrimp are bugs yeah yeah we're not gonna solve that problem we're not that's why you gotta get enlightened because you don't want to come back and find out we're not we're not solving that problem we gotta eat yeah bugs. no the no it's just being realistic the problem is not gonna get solved like when people in like, I don't want to point fingers, but pe- let's say people in a big city that do TED Talks. Right. When they talk about how the world is overpopulated, which part of the world do you think they're talking about? They don't mean America's overpopulated. They don't mean the white people are overpopulated. Right, right. They're not saying there's too many of us. <laughs> when people say... The world needs to buckle down and eat bugs. Do they think that they are saying, let's all march into the bug office and get our bug rations and go down to the bug store and we'll all buy our bugs to eat? (laughs) No, the bugs are for other people. Right, the bugs are for the down market. 
The <laughs> the down market regions. Right, right. You're gonna still keep. You're gonna have lab beef, baby. Your Silicon Valley lab beef grown from cultured samples of the whispers of the dream of a cow, and you're and they're going to put fake blood on it for you. And you're gonna be so smug. <laughs> If I have to just eat vegetables, I'm totally fine with it. I like vegetables. I like beans. I like all kinds of shit, right? <laughs> but don't make it into fake stuff. I really cannot abide by that. There's one fake food product I can eat, and that's Morningstar Farm corn dog. And I was going to say, that's the best one. <laughs> I should asterisk that out, and they need to pay us. Right. You know what I saw? So I think I've mentioned on here before. I got some friends where we we all talk about meat and talk about smoking meat and cooking meat and stuff. I have a, I have a chat where we talk about smoking meat, but not in the same way. Wink. What's up, ladies? <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> no, I mean in all my all my years of of duding around with uh, with male friends online, we've uh, we've never had a dick chat. But one of the guys in there, you know what he fucking did? He got corn dogs and he split the corn dogs and he used the corn dogs to make coney dogs. Coney corn dogs. So it was like the corn on the corn dog was like the bun function from the coney. And then he put chili on it and then he put cheese on top. It looked really good. Right. He put some mustard in there too, like under the chili. Right. When I was a kid, we used to always go out and get coney dogs all the time. Like, when my dad was in charge of feeding us. Yeah. He would just go down to the neighborhood coney dog place, and we'd eat 19 coney dogs. And he would talk about sports with the guy who owned it. And it was very greasy in there. <laughs> oh, did you know that this episode was suggested by a couple of our pals on the Discord? Like, more than one of them. They really wanted to hear about shrimp. Who is that? The lovely and effervescent Dita Von Doom, the elegant and sophisticated Angela, not your sister, and Soups, who is also a splendid character. The mysterious and seldom seen Soups. Right, Soups, yeah. Soups actually recommended this episode like back in March of 2020, and we just never got around to it. <laughs> maybe maybe Soups would post more if we if we had taken their suggestion. I know. I'm sorry. Soups, you need to let us like make it up to you and come back. Come into the Fortean channel and I'll read your tarot cards or something. <laughs> I'll tell you what's going to happen to you. <laughs> You know who is going to tell you who's going to happen to you, though? <laughs> Corey Grella. Corey Grella. If you want to know future events, she's the one to predict. Yeah, she's ready to tell you exactly what your risks are and how to manage them with great insurance. That's right. There's numbers out there, and she's run them all, baby. Corey Grella. Pretty swella. And... If you want to visit a place that apparently has freshwater shrimp. Probably. Harlem Township. They probably have saltwater shrimp, too, that someone illegally brought home in a bucket from Wildwood. Oh, that sounds like something somebody would do, bring home salty shrimp from the ocean. We brought home conks one year, and it stank. You brought them? Yes, bitch. (laughs) They still had the conks on them. What? (laughs) 
You brought rotten shellfish. Just like, what'd you do? You just like threw them in the van and drove home with we them? We brought them back and then we they, they died in there. And then we let them sit outside until they were rotten enough that we could check them out. And then we stuck the shells in some bleach until the rotten conch smell was gone. And then we got conch shells. Oh, was it worth it? I never had a conch shell before. Oh. And I didn't have to shake it out. I think my uncle did it. Um, but it smelled though. <laughs> if you don't mind the smell, patreon.com slash garbage brain university is going to get you into our apparently shrimp centric discord. Everyone loves them. We talk about uh, shrimping. Shrimping. <laughs> <laughs> we stay shrimping. Uh... <laughs> We also have been playing Valheim. We've also probably going to be hitting that new Animal Crossing update here November 5th. Everyone's been talking about firing that bitch up. You know, if you want some friends on Animal Crossing, that is like the place to go. You should see all the fucking bitches I got on my fucking Switch. I don't think anyone has more Switch friends than me. And uh, before we go, I want to share a personal anecdote with you. Uh, There was a video quite a number of years ago, maybe 10 or 12 years ago, where there's a reporter out doing a a report uh, on some field and just doing doing a uh, like a live on the scene report from some like little field forest, whatever, just out in some rural area. Right. He's talking about there's wildfires and there's all this happening. And then there's some yelling in the background. The reporter, like, kind of tries to concentrate on what he's doing. And the yelling keeps getting louder and louder. And he is standing there. And then suddenly a guy pops up behind him. And in the the clearest, most sonorous voice I've ever heard, he goes, You're on private property. Fuck. <laughs> anyway, I wanted to show it to Nona. So what I did is... Because I just, I wasn't thinking. I was like, I want to show you this video because she's 13 years old. That's funny. Right. It's funny. It's just a guy and he says it and it's just a very simple, it's just a very simple humor. And I'm sure kids say worse than one single F word at school. So what I did is I typed into the browser because no matter how much they tell you that you can be a human and and say, I would like to know the gross national product of Uruguay. Uh-huh. No matter how much they tell you to phrase it intelligently. So I just went to Google and I typed private property fuck. Like that is going to pull it up, but it also pulled up a bunch of other stuff. And I was like, God damn it. And I closed the window and I was like, well, Nona, it was just like it flashed up a bunch of like, you know, those like fourth tier porno sites. And it's just like all keywords. It didn't have any nasty pictures. I no, wasn't they, yeah, doing. They're all, they're always pixeled out when you do that. It, yeah, it wasn't like an image search. And I was like, I'm sorry, Nona. I was like, that's a lesson, though. Like you go on the Internet and you go and you try to search for something. Sometimes you pull up something and uh you just get a bunch of stuff you really were not interested in seeing and you didn't know existed. And she was like, yeah, she's like, so I was playing my game Little Friends Cats and Dogs. And then I went and I typed in Little Friends Wiki and I just clicked on the top link and it said, welcome to Little Friends, a pedophile community. <laughs> oh. <laughs> she was like, I just turned off the iPad. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs>
uh, make sure you watch your kids on their iPads. Watch your kids on their iPads. Be careful out there. Thanks for listening. <laughs> we'll talk to you again soon. Oh, I love you. Goodbye. Goodbye.